0: Hey nerds, it's Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest, all levels of gamers, analog gaming, tabletop news, dungeons and dragons and magic.
1: Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some, best. that's probably our best, that, that's, of stupid it's our, that's our
0: best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show.
1: Hey, hey nerds! nerds! We're back. We think it's episode 63. 63. Um, It might be 64. We'll check on that later. It doesn't really matter that much. You
2: might have immediately noticed that we are missing Blue Samurai.
1: We are definitely missing Blue Samurai. Yeah. Because um, he is the the, the, the out, man who drives he's the boat.
2: Out doing other warriors. It is
1: what the things, that things in do the, in the
2: samurai. They
1: roam and the, they bring justice yes. to the people.
2: That is what he's doing. So he that's exactly what kind he's of doing. Samurai. He is. But the good news about his absence is that I get my own microphone.
1: Yes, we don't have to share microphones. It's great. Ooh. Yes, best podcast ever. I don't have to lean in. No, God, leaning in was terrible. Leaning
2: in. Anyway, can we just, since you took a sip, I'm about to do a sip. Oh,
1: do you want to it's talk about the beers?
2: Intro with the beer. Oh, sure. I think oh, that's sure. one of the more important aspects of the podcast. This thing is great.
1: It weather is great. Weather
2: mocha stout, black raven out of some place, Woodenville or something in Washington.
1: Yeah. Really, really a, excellent yeah, beer. And it's, it's only like 6% or something like It's about a perfect like stout. It is. Um, it's got
2: a pretty awesome raven.
1: It really does. Yeah. And, it, and it also comes in a 22-ounce bottle if you prefer that, which is fantastic.
2: I like almost everything
1: from yeah. their brewery. Uh, you as yeah, like I, like I am drinking. It's yours
2: equally as delicious.
1: An ecliptic brewing, Meridian Vanilla Stout. It's seasonal. And um, it's okay. It's not very vanilla-y. No. It's, um, uh-huh. eh, it's, it's a beer. Eh. So that's what we're drinking, and we're Not here, the at, we're here at the secret mouth. underground bunker of Geeks of Gascadia in <laughs> Everett, Washington, because um, we didn't have time to go to a game store.
2: I'm going to put the address across the bottom?
1: The address will be across the bottom, <laughs> case you want to come visit and watch this podcast live here, because we'll be doing this for a couple months, maybe. Who knows? Or never again.
2: It's kind of nice. It's kind of well, nice. Yeah. Skincare.
1: Yeah. I don't have to drive anywhere afterward. And there's dogs. There's dogs. We have to, we've got dogs. You
2: can't see them. There's right a chance now. of barking. You, you so might hear them.
1: Yes. Later. You may hear them. Awesome dogs. So and it, so, what's been going on? We've gone a long time. We had we were gonna we we're gonna record a week or so ago, um, at, around the table. And well, then, well,
2: Kirk Douglas passed away. That's very sad. That's, oh, very
1: sad. that's very sad. He was Spartacus. He was Spartacus, but they all said they were Spartacus. They're all liars. Oh, just Kirk Douglas's is not a liar. It's just
2: they all just okay. It's like what's his name, George uh, <laughs> the boxer of the jungle. <laughs> no.
1: George Foreman. Yes. Oh, they're all named George Foreman. <laughs> maybe they all really were named Spartacus. I, am I don't George really maybe know. Maybe
2: they were. Probably Greek <laughs> it's, it's, it's entirely
1: possible. This it's is so on Greek to, on times. topic. The Greeks of Cascadia. <laughs> no, I brought it back the around. The Greeks of Cascadia. Here we brought go. Brought it back around.
2: <laughs> all right. So I think you usually start, don't you, with the con news? I do
1: usually start with the con news. Let's just jump into that. How
2: come you don't once in a while just like talk about like escaped convicts or people
1: I mean, in prison? You know what? Like, maybe next time I'll do that. Yes. I do have the Encyclopedia See? of um of serial killers. Give me fantastic. I, yeah, I, should, it. I should that. That it's, could be a podcast of itself.
2: It could be. It's yes. The Encyclopedia of oh Serial God. Killers. Themes popping in my head. This is good.
1: So coming up, January fourteenth through sixteenth in Pasco, Washington, we've January, got January, February. Oh, sorry, February in Pasco, Washington mm-hmm. is Radcon. Okay. They've got all kinds of stuff. Rad, dude. They. Um, totally tubular. No. Oh, uh, no, they're great! There's there's board games, there's dancing, I'm fans of every kind. There's a map of the hotel room. Gosh, We've got a masquerade I, ball party thing. Mixing
2: like the gamers with dancing.
1: That's kind uh, of yeah. The, I'm sure the dancing is got. They've got guests of honor, which look fantastic. That guy's clearly an artist. Hmm.
2: Yeah, from his goatee.
1: From his goatee, yeah. yeah or that artists. or maybe he's um. If he had a soul patch, I guess he'd be a trumpet player. Oh yeah. It's yeah, good to know the but that's 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 coming up um, very soon on the 14th. That will be a great Valentine's Day thing to do with your loved one. That would be in Pasco, Washington. Also coming up nearby uh, in Vancouver, British Columbia, is Fan Expo. It's on the 15th through the 17th. Uh, Bruce Campbell's going to be there. Oh. Yeah, way. Todd McFarlane—he's wow. a legendary wow. creator.
2: Even I've heard of
1: him. Um, it's uh, it's a uh, just a um, the nerd fan con thing. Well, um, it's not just. That's fantastic, but that's that's what they do. We've got Madeline Pitched from Riverdale.
2: Is that like? Is that like? Is it from? Okay, so it's from TV and movies TV and
1: movies, sci-fi. Comics, They've perhaps, got. I believe they have or... games. Okay. Um, board gaming as well.
2: So anything you're a fan of.
1: Yes. Um, we've got a family Concertely zone. Speaking. We've got cosplay, of course. It's going to be fantastic. So
2: this is like a bring, bring your kids kind of thing? So um, well, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you bring oh. your kids. Look, you can get your picture taken with Bruce Campbell, just like this guy. It's holding a Necronomicon.
2: certainly grown into a distinguished looking man. I actually
1: have him? this Necronomicon in the other room. Necronomicon? Yeah,
2: yeah. Necronomicon. Oh. Necronomicon. So names of the dead. What is it?
1: It's a Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead. If you need to summon the dead, the the evil dead, definitely. Oh, okay. Um, I think it only works on... Does that
2: get added to, or is it just a set? Book of the
1: Dead. You know, there's a Radiolab um, episode of their podcast where there, are there more are there more dead people because I mean uh, that have ever lived, or are there more people living that um, than people who have ever lived? And um,
2: that's a conversation. If it could I be all like of them. There are,
1: the are a lot. You should listen to it. It's great. But there are a lot more dead people than there are living people. In case you're wondering, kind
2: of the mind.
1: Radiolab, love it. We're that. not part of their organization. No, no, no. <laughs> but they're super cool. They are super cool. Also coming up in Portland, Oregon, February 29th, because we have one of those this year, um, through March 1st, is hear, Bricks hear? Cascade AFOL. I don't know what AFOL means, but I'm sure it's awesome. Um, um, it is about Lego, which is going to be fantastic. They, uh, they separate it up. Go to the website. It's um oh. BricksCascade.com. There's different... Dates and days for different things. There's builders and then there's people who come to observe. And there's so, this thing where they break stuff down.
2: So, real bricks?
1: No, no, Lego bricks. I mean,
2: I saw your part about, but real, no real bricks. No then. real bricks.
1: So, all Lego bricks. so, it's Legos. It's okay. Legos. Yeah. Super That's fun. fun too. Down, wear heavy shoes in case they leave them on the ground, like mm-hmm. Caltrops.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that would be terrible. And then this is going to be my favorite. This is um, <laughs> in Centralia on February 29th we've got blaze
2: say, say it right <laughs>
1: blazer <God. laughs> Blazer, so, I'm looking at their website. I, there's an anime thing here that looks really cool. Yeah, it's doing she's this. It's
2: little piece
1: You a little I don't know if you wear blazers. doesn't really I don't know if you them. smoke a doobie the whole time. With a blazer or, on? Or with a blazer on, possibly. Or maybe it's the Portland Trigger blazers, yeah. but we also Y'all know they smoke doobies welcome. and wear blazers.
2: Any kind of blazing that you do or yeah, wear. or kind Lots of blazing. Or, eat, or, of blazing. or
1: cook. Centralia, Washington, February <laughs> this 29th. Is the Expo. It only happens every four years. So, well, might be it? Oh, look, I got a picture of a weird painting of Bob Ross on the side of a van. I don't oh know God, what that is, but that's, that's oh wow. My God, he's ripped. Wow. he's, why, why he's, he he's wielding paint a paintbrush over his head. I <laughs> why don't know. I'm getting the vapors. Freaking
2: Bob Ross. Bob Ross. What oh smoke? I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. and that's what's coming That'll up in Chronicles. back over the other side. <laughs>
2: Apparently, darn you. <laughs> yes,
1: that's right. Oh, that's the afros. Is that it get just
2: me. me, or is he like just way more famous after his?
1: I don't I mean, know he's, because he's dead, I right? grew up he's watching dead, his right? show all the time. My my mom we used to paint and watch his show along with the angry German you dude. You
2: painted with your mom and no, watched his show. We, I watched that's
1: television so with my mom, oh, okay. and she painted. <laughs>
2: that's but really cool. Though my
1: parenting wasn't that good. Did she that, try yeah? to
2: paint what he was, you know, showing? And no. the okay. So it wasn't like a cooking show where you're trying to do the thing. They're no, cooking. it was
1: like the, what people really do with cooking shows is watch them.
2: Man, <laughs> simple days, man. Yeah. Painting with Van Oh, PBS. The cooking with Support Who
1: Be a child. PBS.org. Give them some money. You might get a tote bag they, or maybe a DVD.
2: They pay us to plug like
1: them. No, they don't pay anybody. They're they're they're, they're non profit. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure all their funding thing, is gone now. Wait, this isn't a political podcast. I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's great.
2: That's all right. My brain is slowly <laughs> mushing it. Well, that was the con news. So that was the
1: con no, news. Yeah. Um, is but there anything coming up in, in games and
2: stuff? There is. Was that your last con? That was that a good one was my one last con, on. yeah. Because you went out with a blazer, in a blazer <laughs> con of glory.
1: <laughs> Going out in a blazer of glory. All
2: right. First, I'll abstain from spitting on your microphone.
1: <laughs> it's so, Steve's microphone.
2: <laughs> in honor of... Our absent friend. I mean, uh-huh. he's not dead. I just want to <laughs> you know. That's not... sounded like he was. I was going to pick... You know how I like the theme?
1: So yes. So I want to pick a bunch of games. over there while you talk.
2: Oh, okay. So I had to pick a bunch of games where, um, you know, they revolved around samurai or okay. like kung fu or that's some cool. such culture. That's cool. Okay, but I failed at that. So... <laughs> So, we'll just start off with this one dedicated to Blue Samurai, and it's called Kung Fu Panda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it based on the movie?
2: Uh, actually, it is. It is okay. based on by Mod, Mod, Modifius? Modifius?
1: Modifilus, Modifius? Maybe.
2: Anyway, uh, games. And uh, yeah, it's totally based on the movie from DreamWorks, and you get to play as one of the Furious Five or the Dragon Warrior Poe.
1: I didn't see it. I have not what seen was... it either. And it's Jack Black, right?
2: Yes, I think I love so. Jack. Why
1: have I not seen this movie? I, I love know. Jack Black.
2: I do, too. We love you, Mr. Black. Uh, so you'll come up against Screw Ox, Wolf, Slashers, Spearman, the Wolf Boss, as well as Tai Lung himself. And, oh. uh, yeah, there's a time limit to defeat Tai Lung and other villains from the movie. And uh, it's described as furious action, a furious action game. So that is the game for Blue Samurai. Maybe I'll That's buy awesome. it and give it to him for his... Birthday. Why not? Um there's a so this little thing in honor of the dogs. There's so many dogs here, you can't see
1: yes, they're here. They're fishes. Um
2: this was cute. Uh the game is called it's from Singapore. It's from Singapore, Singapore. Is Singapore a city in Singapore? Or is
1: <laughs> that what I, it says? I think Singapore is just a city.
2: Okay, well, that's where it's from, and it's called Doggo Home. And that's all one word. And so I read it and thought it was dog go home. <laughs> But you know, without the punctuation there, it's doggo home. And this thing is cute. It is by Wolf Wolf, Wolf Waggers, and that is a company, <laughs> small company. This gal uh, started it to um, uh, she wanted to educate fellow dog lovers with comprehensive info on dog-related activities and services in order to fulfill their mission in creating better lives for dogs. That sounds fun. Uh, it is cute. It's uh, on Kickstarter. It's got 20 days to go. It's like. funded and is the cutest game. It's a card game and you each get dealt your own random dog and then there's dogs in the center there in the waiting area and then you get your uh, service deck and includes, you know, bed and and water and food and exercise and toys and then uh, there's one that's just love and you can use that anytime and uh, however many dogs you adopt, you know, you win the game with. Yes, it's really cute. Uh, Two to four players, cute as Dickens, cute graphics, doggo home.
1: Love it. Uh, Sweet.
2: All right, got one over here called uh, Hot Garbage. All right. Um, it's kind of a nifty do-what-your-card-says kind of thing, but again, very attractive game, lots of, uh, very easy to learn, um, 54 cards, two to four players, takes between 15 and 30 minutes. Awesome. That's what we like. It's super cute. It's by a Nathan M- Munier, sorry, Nathan Munier out of Bur- Burlington, Vermont. Uh, he's got eleven days to go his goal super met already because this game looks really that cool. cool and I would have actually ordered it if I didn't have a bunch of animals laying on me and I had wallet access yeah, yeah. so but I will order it I'm going to um yeah it's just uh, put the card down and you can start a fire or build your you know wood up to a certain point and then when you burn the fire down with this other card, you get points and you can extinguish your opponent's fire and all these little things each card has four different purposes to it okay so it's strategy but it's not too much strategy you can play it drunk and it's quick
1: <laughs> yes so that's, that's what, we what, have. I, what we like That's what i look for. like being Game. able to it's a super Woo. easy
2: a moment of silence
1: a moment of silence yes yeah.
2: okay so um <laughs> <laughs> i uh never mind I can't tell that joke Parks. <laughs> now, you played Parks. Parks. Did you not? Okay. I, well,
1: I played Parks at Corgacon.
2: Well, I picked it out because it just looked so pretty. And then I remembered you played it, and they have the expansion now, which is Parks Nightfall and
1: Parks Memories. Yes, Parades. and we have a Parks Review, which King is a couple, couple episode 61, I oh, think, cool. Doug oh, and cool. Kelly.
2: Yeah, it looked really, really nifty, really attractive, and looked really complicated. But I came down, I was all tired, and these guys had been playing it since the morning. And yeah. they just kind of blew through it, and they all just learned it, so... I guess it's not that hard. It's a mark.
1: really fun game. It's like just like, it seemed fun. Here's seemed what I like to say around Blue Samurai. It's like Takedo, but fun. <laughs> He's not
0: here
1: too but. <laughs> Okay.
2: Uh yeah, so that that those are out and those are I uh, this is it's seven hundred and eleven percent funded. So cool. that's how good the game is. People already know it's awesome.
1: And if you love Takaido, about um, two years ago, we have an episode where we played it um, drunk at Orkicon. Um It's kind of funny.
2: What does Takedo mean? Is that a I I don't know. A, I, I think it, did, it meant did Blue Samurai know what it meant?
1: I don't know. Um, we, well, again, we were it was late at night. It was in the dark, so we couldn't tell what color our pieces were—a green or blue. Of, I don't know. Oh, is that okay. my piece? Not in like
2: the pitch darkness.
1: No, it was in a bar. That would
2: be weird. It was in a bar at Oricon,
1: oh. and. Um,
2: do you drink at Orca Gun?
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> orca juice. <laughs> orca juice. You the the Orca. We milk the Orcas because they are mammals, <laughs> and then we make special um, Orca it butters is, milk. It is, best. <laughs> it is, is great. Best. Anyway, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Check it out. It's like a couple years ago. I have
2: never played that. I've never played. That. It's
1: not a bad game. I, I, I don't want to say it's a bad game. It's just that uh, we had a bad experience because I didn't know what I was doing and it was dark. And then.
2: Oh, but that sounds like. That would make for a fun experience, yeah. but I guess it depends. If um, you ever played Genotype?
1: Genotype? I have not played Genotype.
2: Which is not the same as finding your family tree during whatever that
1: is. Oh, happens. I thought it was. Uh, but
2: this is really cool. It's very look. I have a picture of the game setup. See oh, how attractive yeah. That is uh, Genotype, a Mendelian genetics game by John. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cove, Cove. What happened to the simple names like Anderson or Peterson? you Cove, Covey. Cove, uh Genius Games out Are of Saint Louis, Montana. Okay. Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs>
1: okay. So let's not talk about Does where St. Louis map, is. Did kind of anybody watch the Super Bowl or watch any tweets afterward about where St. Louis is? Oh well. No, well that upsets Kansas City, never mind. Genius
2: games. Uh, sorry. Genotype looks really cool. It kind of complex, but it doesn't sound like it is. They actually have 14 plus for age recommendations, but I think that a younger kid could play this because this stuff is interesting and it's all about matching and really Punnett square. Is that hard to teach a small child? No, it's just matching. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, and it's so, so super funded. It's beyond thousands of percentages funded. So a lot of people are interested in this game. Uh, it's about 45 to 90 minutes. You can play one to five players. Um, Takes place. uh, It's a worker placement and dice drafting game built upon Gregor Mendel's Greg Greg Mendel's uh, work with genetics and.
1: Okay, well, I'm familiar with that.
2: Yes, Uh, players take on the role of scientists in Greg's monastery, St. Thomas Abbey, in the mid 19th century, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's got. You know, a lot of steps, but you basically uh, plant your crop. You can use strategies to increase your crop planting space, do things to make your crop grow faster.
1: Um, You're not making GMOs, are you? Because <laughs> I hear those are dangerous. I would never do that. No, would never do that would be too science It comes with
2: this very attractive main board. This thing uh, is...
1: i will see if we get a picture up.
2: 30, thank you. If
1: I can steal off, Kickstarter. kicks right.
2: 39 bucks, MSRP. My 50 I was a manufacturer sale, MSRP. Manufacturers
1: okay. recommend mm-hmm. um, suggested retail price. price.
2: That's it. Uh, it's 50 bucks. so 39 bucks if you get it through this. But, uh, yeah, it looks super pretty. Um, lots of uh, wooden instead of plastic oh, nice. trait markers nice. and game pieces and player action things. There's assistant cards with a picture of a dog. I guess a dog can be your assistant. Sure, that'll work. holes, maybe. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So whoever has the most plants at the end of the game wins. Um, and finally, uh, that does actually look like a fun game. So hopefully I can find it somewhere at the next Game Con and play it with some people. Um, I found this one that I passed by a couple times, but it's called The Artifact. Artifact. And it just looks really cool. It is a solo RPG zine. Oh. Which um, I've just kind of so learned. It it's like a periodical? about...
1: Yes. Cool. Right?
2: Yeah. should sound
1: more confident. I think that's, that's fun.
2: I just kind of learned what I meant. Jack Harrison of the uh, uh, Mouse, Mouse Gate Press, Southampton, UK. Should I do it? My no,
1: no, no. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do know. it.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> and in this game, I was attracted to it because the solo play graphics look really cool. You craft a unique magical item and play to find out how it changes as it passes through the hands of many different keepers. It is a 32-page RPZ zine of legendary items and transient heroes for one player. Um, oh, it says <laughs> designed for contemplative solo play, which means you got to
1: okay, think a little that's bit. Fine. That's fun. That's and, fun.
2: Yeah. And then uh let's going to do Dish Pit, which is... Okay, just I'm talk about it. I'm
1: not going to now. Well... No, oh, no, don't. Okay, fine.
2: Can't do that, can I? Uh, gay witches who work in a restaurant. That's what got me. I don't know. I just saw it on a thing now.
1: And if you've ever, ever worked a dish pit, which you know, uh, I have as well. That's that was my first job. Did
2: you? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Had with
2: pretty hands. Oh. Yeah.
1: It was, it was terrible.
2: I had like the white trash old person's restaurant in Minneapolis.
1: Oh well, yeah.
2: It's fine. Stayed out late. They had me working over nine hour shifts. Uh, way after the allotted oh,
1: oh, time. Oh, yeah. Me too. They, I was they, working
2: they, with slicers they, and stuff. They, 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 the they would take, my, they would take my, my
1: time card and readjust it so that I left earlier. Like, really?
2: <laughs>
1: that didn't last longer. And long where there.
2: was that?
1: That was at Chico's in Everett, Washington. It's now Hunan Palace. Oh, okay. It's been a number <laughs> of things in between. This was 1985. That's awesome. Am <laughs> my I dating myself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's hmm. what happens. Speaking of games,
2: I think that's all I have. Yes, thank you for asking. I'm um, done. D-
1: do you like playing Dungeons and Dragons? No, it sucks. Oh,
2: no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Obviously.
1: Well, I love playing D and D. We played D and D last we, night. We did. It was fun. That was totally fun. That was totally fun. That was your campaign. Oh, that's right. He's that was my campaign. my
2: campaign. Campaign. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of. You ended up doing some, yeah. some voices and
1: things. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's more voices to come. I'm working on one for the big bad guy. I think
2: you're a very good DM, and well, you're applying you. yourself with your drawings. Yes, i I'm trying, yes. And your wife uh, would be very proud of
1: you. Yeah, she might be, if she knew that I was trying so hard. He
2: is trying. He drew quite a
1: bit. <laughs> we didn't get it done, though. I'm glad. Yeah, our next session is going to be like thirty minutes.
2: We had to figure out what to do with <laughs> the flaming green head that we killed and shattered, uh, but of course it's flaming green head, right? Apparently, they did anybody out there yell
1: back. green flames? Green, I
2: do not
1: know. Yeah, know. it happened to then or indeed, dash. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk to. Um, D&D Adventures League from our interview at Archicon. They, of course, go to conventions and um, game stores and stuff, and they run D&D, like basically kind of one-shots, and they're going to explain that to us. It's super fun. We did this at... um. Dragonflight a couple of years ago. Everybody, a bunch of people, a table full of people I went to high school with.
2: This is my adventure, <laughs> I suppose. Okay, that's adventures.
1: great. So, should we just go to that now? <laughs> let's
2: let's chat with them. I was pretty chatty
0: in this interview. Yeah, so you're, you're
1: such a talker. God, I hope I don't dominate oh my God. the interview. Yeah, Jeez. I hope you don't too. Thank goodness.
0: This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here. I am with...
2: Rebeculous.
0: And I and we are with Cleric Games.
3: Hi. Hello. Nice,
4: nice to see you. You hey. guys can introduce yourself real quick.
3: Um, I'm Cindy Munoz. I'm from Cleric Games.
4: My name is Joshua Gonzalez. I'm also from Cleric Games. We are the two founders.
3: Yes. Cool.
0: And you are running Adventures League here at OrcaCon. And uh, by the way, thank you very much. You're keeping um, my son uh, busy while we're at this con, so <laughs> awesome. I really appreciate that. You know, I've been wanting to do, or we have been wanting to do, um, kind of a deep dive into Adventures League and what it's about and everything. Um, and so that's why I kind of asked you to come here. So can, can you talk a little bit about Adventures League and, and how Cleric Games is uh, tied to that?
4: So, Adventures League is what's considered uh, an organized play system, so it uses a standardized rule set um, with, uh, like, for instance, it has, you know, you can use this book plus this book, and it has, like, certain allowable combinations, certain disallowable Mm -hmm. combinations, and the standardized rule set allows you to take the character... And this character lives in a world. Um, He can go from OrcaCon to ECC to the local game shop, back to Soccercon, back to the local game shop for the next five weeks.
3: Can travel across the world and go to another convention that's running Adventures League. Can go to another gaming shop in Japan if they want and still transfer all that points and characters across the world.
4: And so they move through four tiers of play. and at the highest tier being the 20th level characters and then uh, there's still content for them to play those characters in. It's not like they necessarily are retired and you're always uh, able to create a new character. Um, for instance, this weekend at OrcaCon, we debuted the Pacific Northwest uh, um, introduction to the newest campaign setting, which is Eberron. So the author of the adventure gave us three unreleased adventures and an unreleased epic to run here all as part of one perpetual story, and that, again, requires you to create a character with a separate rule set that now is able to travel to any Eberron events.
0: And how is, um, and I know other, some game stores are affiliated with Adventures League and Cleric Games. Is. How does that work? What's that connection there?
4: So um, we've partnered with a few stores along the way. Uh, one of our main partners is Zulu's Board Game. Um, I know those guys. We yeah. do uh, a lot of events up there. Will help out a gentleman by the name of Danny Morales with resources in order to facilitate his uh, his charity epics that he does. So, like last year, I think we raised a little over five thousand dollars for the Seattle charity Page Ahead nice. through all of these various um, love them all of these various okay. charity events that he did. And so that's something that we do. And then we've toyed with opening our own game shop, but it requires an immense amount of bandwidth, and instead we've kind of focused on supporting the community that exists right now, because mm-hmm. it's really, um, this year has been really bad for the gaming shop community in general. The shops that are doing well are continuing to do well, but mm-hmm. we've had a lot of game closures this year, so right. instead of trying to do something on our own, it's kind of felt like it was a better service to the community to continue to support the existing businesses.
0: So let's say Rebeculus and I come to uh, the con or any cons that you might be at and we want to get into Adventures League. How, how would we start? Uh, what would we do?
3: Um, you would come walk up to our friendly admins that mm-hmm. are standing at the table and ask them that exact question and they would let you know. That if you were uh, if you knew how to create a character already because maybe you were doing it at home, um we would set you with the two rules. We just players handbook plus one book only, okay. and then you were to do point by system, which is twenty seven set points, and then you work that through your skills. and then your uh, ability your, your there you go, your ability, ability scores. scores and you are off to the races. If not, we have pre-generated characters even. Um, Some that we created ourselves and some Mm -hmm. that are provided through Wizards of the Coast if you go through their website also. Uh, And then you, Go to play, and if you really enjoy it, you can, and you kind of want to tweak the character you have until fifth level to change whatever you'd like on your character sheet.
4: Except for the name.
3: Except for the name. Okay. And then, uh, and once at fifth level, once you reach fifth level, you are locked in whatever you decide to go with. And at that point, you have now became tier two, and that's when the game gets even more interesting. And what's this
0: number that's attached, or you can register your character? I don't quite understand that, but
4: some... So it's kind of like a legacy thing from mm-hmm. what we've understood. Um, it used to be a way that shops tracked the, the attendance of actual patrons to uh, Wizard-sponsored mm-hmm. events using the DCI number. Um, it's really only used for magic now. And I, from what I understand, and don't quote me on this, mm-hmm. but um, I, I from, they don't really the buy-in isn't isn't like that anymore. It's not like, oh, you did this, many people came to your event, so you have access to this special edition stuff. I think it's just more monetary now, because from what I understand, the um, distribution structure for the stores has changed, so that's kind of a right. holdover from that.
3: Everything's kind of log sheets is what we give it, and we give the community the trust that they're going to put in their log sheets, what they earned for that adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, write down the name of the DM. So, normally in the community, if you do want to go back, you can kind of mm-hmm. be like in question and be like, hey, you know, we see that Cleric Games and email us, so you know, that this DM, do they work for you? Yes, they did. And we did on that day around that event. So, that never really happens, but that's kind of okay. what it's there for. So
0: the, so, the number doesn't correspond to some master database where no. your character's in,
4: you can go, okay. It, it used to, and but it's no longer something that's, like, required or supported. Right. But it does allow... Some, some people are holdovers, or they have a DCI number anyways from Magic tournaments that they've played, because that's uh, okay. really where it comes into play now.
3: Yeah, okay. in this new Season 9, you could see the log sheets. They kind of removed the DCI numbers on there, whereas even in last season, it was kind of lingering mm-hmm. within the log sheets. But DCI numbers are not important anymore so you just come and play log your your stuff so that in case you need to show it because things like fei chen that comes up where it's a special market that shows up in certain events and conventions that you can purchase magic items with the gold and the the points that you earn and then you can also record you have to record it and then the person that's doing the event has to also be able to see it and mark it and sign it
0: okay And what's the separate? I I know there's a little bit of separation. They're they're supposed to be between Adventures League and the actual Wizards of the Coast company, Uh, but there is also a relationship of some kind. How? What? What is that?
4: So they uh, they have their administrators that um, that do that run the Facebook page and the main um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh, Adventures League page. And then um, there is, are some liaisons. The main one is Chris Lindsay, who is the guy at Wizards of the Coast, okay. who oversees a lot of the Adventures League stuff. And then it really goes out to, their, to, to the team of riders that they have. Mm-hmm. And there's a variety of different writers that kind of cycle through. And then there's new ones that come on and come off. And there, but there's some main ones that write a lot of the adventures. And from what I understand, they're all kind of contractors. So while Wizards of the Coast obviously has a hand in it and they drive the general direction by, mm-hmm. like, it's seasonal. So they, right. Wizards of the Coast says, we're releasing dungeon, or Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Season 9 is this. And so that drives what happens in the Adventures League. And then they kind of take it from there. Right. And in fact, the one of the administrators of the Adventures League is at the convention today playing down in the Adventures League. Oh, room. well that's cool. Yeah,
3: we're that's about to cool. get into an epic from Everon that we were all very excited for that he hadn't even mm-hmm. read. So he's like oh, I wow. stayed away okay. from it cuz I'm really excited. So okay. It's yeah. it it's pretty full too. I, I hope your sons are in it. I think they are actually. I think yeah, they, they signed, signed up. up
0: again. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they're going right. to be playing
3: with us. So we it's it's a good one. So, th- so
0: these adventures, uh, they're tied to the Adventures League, these campaigns, are they, those are the ones you have to do?
4: Or is it, is someone, can someone homebrew something? Or Actually, um, they used to have this program called the Community Created Content Program, where mm-hmm. you could submit things and follow guidelines. That is something that's ever-evolving. Um, th- mm-hmm. With the popularity surge of the game, the surge in requests to create their own adventures skyrocketed, mm-hmm. so it started to overwhelm them. And so they've started to pare that back, and then they've, they've now released a thing called Pipyap's Guide to the Nine Hells, and that gives you a really clear-cut ability to write your own adventures that you can run for your group, um, and those are AL legal as well. So okay. it's all, it all comes down to, like, A-illegal. Like, there's a lot of content out there, mm-hmm. but not a lot of it is A-illegal because they're very careful to make sure, like, certain items don't slip in that mm-hmm. can be paired with something else in a way that will kind of make that character so overpowered that it somewhat diminishes the experience of the other players at the all table right. it, or makes them feel like their character doesn't matter.
0: And what's uh I mean, what are the differences between adventures league campaign versus i'm playing something because i'm a i'm a dm uh for for one and are we're in an adventure together um what, what is the difference uh, you said that was like you could only do the player's handbook and then another book or what, what
3: so normally like if you're at home and you your dm at home's like okay we're gonna do this story and we're gonna and mm-hmm. normally they'll ask you guys what do you want to do and normally you could be like well I'm going to be a tabaxi, which comes from Volos. And uh, tabaxi, if you don't know what that is, it's a a cat humanoid yep. creature, which I love. And um, you get that from the Volos guide. Uh, t- uh, and... That one, you're going to have to use some of the stuff like uh, if you want to be a rogue or a bard, you would use your player's handbook. But then sometimes in your bard or wizard options Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, there's Xanathar's Guide to Everything has magic spells that maybe you're like, oh, I really want to use those. Unfortunately, you can't. You're locked now in Adventures League. You're locked into the Volos. And the player's handbook, but at home, normally the DM will be like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and add some of those spells that are from there into uh, into what your your player would would learn, you know, because maybe they went to a certain place and they had the ability to learn that."
4: It's just not as I don't want to say is they take away the freedom. Because that's not the right way to classify it, but there's the DM is required to play within like better constraints, and that's why there's so many restrictions on how to play your character because they don't want a DM to come along where there's something's just so out of bounds that it's breaking the module. It's So fair. it's all balanced. Everything's there's a lot of play testing that goes on right. on the adventures, and um, so it, you can't have like crazy combinations. Uh, the way you accumulate wealth is Although they've, they've they're still working on a system that makes it feel organic when you're getting it within the adventure, mm-hmm. there is a limit to how much you can earn per level. Again, to make sure that you're not at a table where you know some of the higher level spells require expensive spell components, and mm-hmm. you might have a character table that for whatever reason has seventy thousand gold pieces and has enough components to cast these spells four or five or six times, mm-hmm. thereby rendering even like permanent death ineffective because he has the ability to cast resurrection so lots and lots of play testing versus stuff in homebrew oh uh, yeah that sounds mm-hmm. cool I'll go ahead and allow that you know that right. some of that stuff isn't as, as combinations and and I want to have a character that does this so there's definitely room for both of them in the world they're, they're both crucial mm-hmm. to the advancement of Dungeons and Dragons okay.
3: Yeah, and I think it's, I don't want DMs that are listening to think that, oh, well then that means I'm going to be stuck in a certain way too, because there's still that opportunity to kind of like role play and and kind of maybe bend things to something that makes more sense to you as the DM, especially if the group is guiding you in a different direction and you think that it'll still get them into the the place you're supposed to get them to at the certain time limit that you have. Mm-hmm. I've, there's still that opportunity of creativity to bring to these conventions also. Um, to a public group.
0: Wow, I can, I can I can see why they they want to kind of limit that because obviously you don't want to break the game you're and you're playing with a a larger audience. I mean you're including you could sit down and there's people that you don't even know, uh, like and I'm glad that's happening because D and D is a social mm. game anyway. Can I
2: just ask questions since you're at yes, the point? Yes, please. Are, they on, are you playing <laughs> yes. with people all your exact same level? Or you in playing, your same tier? Yeah, you So said like tier, tier and ones, I didn't one think, to
4: four. So. Uh, Again, more playtesting. But the the levels
2: where things really happen,
4: like five or... Everything happens in every tier. Like, for instance, we're going to be playing an epic tomorrow that has a variety of different events that need to be unlocked, and it's crucial that each tier is successful in order for the overall objectives of the adventure to be satisfied. So, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, these adventures will come with, like, say, this is a tier one adventure for four to six players with an average party level of three. So you add, your, you, add, you add your party level up. If it's a little bit more than three, the adventure will have specific prescriptions for how to adjust the encounters up or down depending on if the party average is below or above the APL of the adventure. So yeah. lo- it, it, it allows was, DMs to it just... just re- like a lot
2: went
3: into yeah. making that happen. It really yeah. did, yeah. Right. yeah. What
4: I I do like
0: about it. I, I did an Adventures League campaign one time. I think it was at Dragonflight. Yeah, it was at Dragonflight. And it is tied to these seasons, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So we... And it's not a direct uh, linkage, but it, it's um, kind of indirect. So, for example, when we did it, it was a couple of years ago, it was before Tomb of Annihilation. Mm-hmm. We were in mm-hmm. Um, But you could take that and you could do the actual uh, Tomb of Annihilation afterward. You know, you do your own brew and all yeah. that. Um, so I noticed that each... Each season, it's not direct, but it, 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 it touches it a little bit. I know the latest one is uh, Descent into Avernus. So yes. you have a couple adventures where um, the, the, the parties, they're in hell. They're in Avernus, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. So, how, how soon do you get to know
4: what the next season is? What's what's going on,
0: or do you just get the campaign?
4: You don't know. We're we get advanced information of, mm-hmm. of what's going on, especially now because we're putting on like a higher quality event that, mm-hmm. that with our DMs they uh, they need time to build like terrain and mm-hmm. and make sure they have properly painted miniatures and things like that. So we, we find out a little bit ahead of time, but mm-hmm. we're not in like the inside track right. up at Wizards. Like we'll find out at about the same time it starts to leak to like your general news sources online.
3: I I mean, I'm not gonna lie, we cheat a little bit. We go to this thing that normally Dungeons and Dragons will Uh do an event that um, you would purchase a ticket and Mm -hmm. you go and they kind of give you a preview of what's coming and they kind of do a lot of their announcements there. And then if you don't make it to that, you go onto their streaming channel and you watch it live on stream. And so uh, this last year Mm -hmm. was Ascend to Avernus. D and D live is what they called it, and yeah. I was mm-hmm. I was there, and it was incredible. And you, they do give you so much information at those events, All also. Right.
0: So do you get the? Because the current one, I think you're in Eltriel. I think that's what it is. And then you, your party, and then you, the city's in Hell. Mm-hmm. And and the greater campaign of Descent in Avernus, that's what happens to the city itself. Yes. Uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> so. Did did that campaign come out before the announcement of descent into Avernus
4: for for you guys or so they, they so they what what will happen is the cover will go up okay and and then they they put the cover out and then everybody starts going crazy and then there's people that are releasing a, uh, content on the DM's Guild mm-hmm. that obviously have an inside track as to what's going right. on they they know what's coming and they're releasing content to go along the side of it and um, do. You, you uh, well, you go to the LA Live event. So when they're they're so.
3: Well, when we went to the LA Live event, it mm-hmm. seemed that even the people, uh, you know, like Joe Manganiello and all these people mm-hmm. that were up there, had literally just been given these these modules that they yeah. had ran live to give the public a sample of what was coming out. So I mean, they're pretty tight with the goods before they release them. Uh, we mm-hmm. do get to play test some of them. But when we play tested even the Descent to Avernus, mm-hmm. it was during the announcement of the Descent to Avernus uh, live okay. that was coming out live. I mean, they're right, right. they're good at keeping their secrets up at Wizards. And uh, and as soon as they start to leak it, I mean, everybody's kind of waiting on pins and needles for it. And so Ebonron was their, their big thing that's going to be overlapping some of these seasons because mm-hmm. it's going to be running for twelve or 20 months straight. And so they're kind of doing that to kind of keep people a little happy on the what's mm. gonna be the next season coming right. out, and so it's kind of helping uh, with the transition process. So yeah, as soon as they let it out, everybody kind of knows. We don't really get to know too much on on like what comes out before everyone. Right. What we find out is like I, we knew Evan Ron was coming. That was that was the mm-hmm. only special thing is because at the very end they announced it when they had shut the cameras off. Mm-hmm. Like oh, next is Evan. Uh, we were like okay. oh. It,
0: wow. So, so what? What do you find more popular? What, which one do you think people gravitate to—the Eberron one or the
4: the Descendant of one?
3: I think it's all taste. It, I mean, we've got well, mixed.
4: A lot of it's the new thing too, like because yeah. because a lot of the season nine adventures, mm-hmm. uh, some of people have played them, and people are playing the hardback book. Um, the Eberron stuff is is completely full, and it, it just it's it's a different world. It's, it's a completely different it's, world. It's more steampunk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's more high technology, lightning trains. You know, there's a, cl- a character, beloved character class called Warforged. that, oh, are, yeah, that, yeah. Are, that are like walking <laughs> mm-hmm. automatons, and and they uh, it's it, the people are really excited because it's it's just something different. And the be-
3: lore is different, and it's completely it's a completely different world away from Faerun. so yeah. that's the yeah. thing about the the. The difference of what Evanron is at, from Avernus. It is not Faerun at all. It is com- a complete different entity in a different plane. So that's that's another thing. So some people are like, you know, it's not my style. I want to, you know, and some of them are just like he said, I'm just so into what's going on in season nine. I haven't even had the opportunity to go to Evanron. So, but it's there and it's waiting. <laughs> and it's I can't fantastic. Wait. I can't wait till we Yeah. We're going to
0: do that, right? We're the descendant of Ernest. We've been talking about it. Right now, we're um, we're at uh, the Mad Mage. Uh, the mm-hmm. Oh mountain. yeah! So it's like, oh man, this is so exciting, man. And we were like deciding whether or not we want to, um, uh, to do the Undermountain or we want to do the. Descendant of Avernus, and eventually we just decided to go to Undermount, but man, Descendant of Vernus, I mean, who doesn't want to go, go down to there? Yeah, go to hell and yes, go to hell. fight People devils told me that and stuff, right?
3: War machines, that's all I have oh, to yeah, say. Oh yeah, right. Making
4: deals with devils too. Yes. A lot of the modules um, mm-hmm. allow you to make some pretty wild deals, like you are able to trade your soul, and the way that works in Adventures League
0: mm-hmm.
4: is you'll get a cert at the end. Mm-hmm there's nowhere more dying. Right. If you die, there's no resurrecting. You got, you know, an epic magical mm-hmm. item and Trade for Your Soul that you just got to pick, but when you die, your character is now retired from Adventures League play. Right. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. wow. Permanently. Okay. Yeah. Permanently. Oh, serious, wow, you, you don't, wanna, you don't resurrect?
0: As a lemur, you could, or you know, Yeah, you Yeah, be, you no. become...
4: Okay. You be, no, you become... You You're become, a blob now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or wow. like uh, in the other mm-hmm. adventure... We played the other day. Uh, they were fighting in this gigantic gladiatorial pit, and they won all the gladiatorial fights. 20th mm-hmm. level characters, and they get offered mm-hmm. uh, the chance to be the new master of the gladiatorial pit. And one uh-huh. of the guys picked it. Was like, "Yeah, I want to be the master." Just thinking, "Okay, yeah. cool." Well, here you go. You know, here's some benefits that you get mm-hmm. in a year and a day from today. Your character is now retired from Adventures League play for wild. a year and a day while oh, you're wow. in hell administering the new gladiatorial pit so wow. see you in season 10 and the wow. glossy
3: look on his face like what did i just do to myself <laughs> oh, that wow. oh man let me let that soak in yeah that was intense <laughs> well by
4: the way
0: geeks of cascadia uh wants to let the listeners know only do that in your in adventure in your anD camp don't do it in real life don't, yes. don't do the trading in real life no, no, no. we don't no, recommend no. doing that uh, no matter what I, they tell you Clara yeah. Games also that's right.
3: confirms that that's we right, don't that's suggest right. that Why for not? IRL you know? Why? oh I don't know Are you I really don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so this is it's exciting this is a really exciting time in D&D and you get a lot of new players coming um, that's what it seems like to me and yes. Adventures Link is a great um, kind of gateway into RPGs yeah um, do you, do you find that most of the people that sign up are kind of new? or
3: Yeah, so our biggest place that we go to in all of the conventions and all, I mean, we do ECC, we, we've done PAX, we've done a lot of things. But the one place that we find our newest players is the Washington's Renaissance Fair. There, we are the first mm-hmm. people to bring Dungeons & Dragons there, and it was, for us, probably every year it's the most most um, rewarding uh, convention because we get new, new pe- families oh it's the wow. best whole
4: families it's a different experience it's the closest you're ever going to get to like well the adventure starts in the tavern I mean everybody's in uh-huh. costume it does start in a tavern.
3: Everyone walking through, and so the na- the that's noise cool. and the bustle and the music in the background, I've, it really adds to the ambiance. So everyone's so I've, I've
4: DM'd it. in a full yeah, set of armor genius, at guys. the table. That's <laughs> pretty cool. I've been
3: to Renaissance Fairs when I was a kid. They didn't have that. Yeah. I mean, really, you're a step away from playing d right?
4: <laughs> we spent too many nights in the parking lot going, do we really want to go into the bar we've been drinking all day? I don't think so. I would just, We just want to play D&D. Man, I wish there was some place to play D&D besides by like Campfire Light. And as soon as we set it up, it's just full from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. That's cool. Um, we'll be expanding it this year. But we we get mm-hmm. we, at these conventions, we get a lot more um, experienced players. Mm-hmm. And then at like the Comic Cons, uh, we get a lot of walk-up players who, mm-hmm. um, w- the way we set things up is usually uh, tactically close to where the vendor hall is closing, as close as we can get to there. Cause when that crowd's coming out of the vendor hall, it's like, well, what are we gonna do now? Mm-hmm. And it's, Crabby. and a, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we're 21, we're going to the bar, but what about all the kids who are there cosplaying, 15 to 21, right. where are they gonna go? Well, those kids come in and they sit down at the tables at nighttime and we'll, mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden the uh, admins will be like, "Whoa, I don't know. We might send so and so home. He doesn't have anybody." And then he turn around. The wait list is like 37 deep, and every single table's full. Wow! And it's like a, yeah. a youth, like a like a youth center vibe <laughs> at that size. Like yeah. Cool. So. Wish cool. so, that was around. So, when I
0: was a youth. Yeah. Me you too. <laughs> know, the thing about Rebecca <laughs> just is the other day. She, you just got into D and D like oh, a yeah. few years ago. Oh yeah. So. In My late 40s. Yeah. How's so. that?
3: No, mm-hmm. I literally Pretty just awesome. got into it a couple years ago myself here want, at OrcaCon. I want it. Oh, nice. You're welcome. Yes, thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to back in the 80s when I was a kid, but I didn't have... Friends. Like, three other friends. Mm-hmm. The I knew the guys were playing, but mm-hmm. I was
4: just like... Oh, yeah, this nice. was the convention where yeah. our whole company, Cleric Games, started. We came to OrcaCon three years ago and mm-hmm. had a really good time and said, you know what, I... Re- we really this is something we'd really like to get involved in and so then next year we were the organizers mm-hmm. and uh, organizers again this year for the adventures league and this can year we'll be doing uh um 29 weekends of uh conventional organizing wow. in the Pacific northwest so what do you guys think the next season is going to be i know they're going
0: to announce it here pretty soon or what do you think what what are you hoping think it's going to be tied to Eberron again cuz they they kind of been rolling this out or is it going to be something new? Well, they I, teased a little bit Laurel Silverhand, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I
4: my, my you know heart something. my I heart, heart wants you
3: know Spelljammer. What's that? I, said I can tell you know something. No, I don't. <laughs> I my heart says Spelljammer, but my brain says I don't know <laughs> uh, so I, I think
4: I, I know something can't say anything but uh-huh. the the Laurel Silverhand book is uh-huh. is going to be more I think they're going to be bringing in they're going to be grouping together some of the Unearthed Artana uh, classes so it's going so to like be a, like a source rule book It'll that's get. what I'm
3: thinking on the and then Murak. there'll be
4: like there'll probably be some adventures written against it and uh-huh. then there'll be uh, another season that's you know, people are right. going to gonna really enjoy the season I think, 10 stuff.
3: Yeah, I think more towards springtime is when we'll start hearing uh, rumors kind of leak out about what right. the next season is going to be because that's normally when they start kind of hinting yeah. by
0: it's like, being releasing play-tested artwork right now. and stuff. So. I'm, I'm really hoping Greyhawk will come up. It probably won't, but uh, if they can go to Eastern Faerun, that would be kind of nice. Uh, being Some, being uh, Asian, I would like to... You know, see that. It'd be kind of cool. Those were
4: the first books I read were the mm-hmm. were the Horde, Shulung, Dragonwall yeah. books uh-huh. back in the day. Um, that was my first introduction to reading in the Forgotten Realms before I even started reading in any of R.A. Salvatore's books. So I always have yeah. a place in my heart for Shulung and mm-hmm. that whole area and, and uh, the Caratour system. Yeah. And so um, I've been playing since second edition, and we got all the campaign systems we had to have everything oh now we're going to and then we uh, love Mastica Oh, I okay. love it. Oh, that's yeah, where okay, the tobaccos yeah, yeah. originally come that's true. from. Yeah. So yeah. I
3: love Masticas mm-hmm. so, so like very when much. we ran our
4: Cholt <laughs> campaign, mm-hmm. like we transformed it into like a like a seaside, like Mexican type village with that's cool. like corn vendors in the street. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and uh, that's how we interpreted it and that's how we've represented it in our world. That's, that's what awesome. we love. It's just inclusivity of these systems. Mm-hmm. And, and and some people have their feelings about like the anachronistic ways they used to implement them back in the day. But mm-hmm. as we resurrect them, it's it's our duty. to to bring them into the fold and like the the modern viewpoints of these things and just because they were anachronistic back in the day doesn't mean that now we can't use them as service to like the diverse cultures that are playing the game now.
3: Yeah I'm first generation American I'm Cuban-Colombian so for me to be able to have something to bring Mm -hmm. because like I don't no one celebrates Cuba and Mm -hmm. Colombia and stuff like that and so for me to be able to have something that I can like bring in like my tabaxi to kind of Mm -hmm. give that flavor of what I grew up in, I love it, and so that yeah. I love bringing that to the table and kind of bringing that flavor so that I can feel like I'm kind of doing my justice to what I grew up as a kid with, you know, and kind of enjoying it. That's why I adult. picked a
0: samurai. You, you know, know, I feel any, it, any, any man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bard who came from a mariachi group that now wants to be the <laughs> most awesome. famous bard in all the realms, That's and so awesome. she travels and she went to hell Uh and she made medusa love her so she wooed her with her songs (laughs) and made friends and so that's her goal i mean that's the best part that's the best part about about dungeon and dragons and especially with adventures league you can bring that and and introduce it to strangers and and you become instant friends you know it's great
0: so how do we get a hold of you guys and what's your what's your contact info
4: so your socials Oh yeah, talk so, about Twitch. Sorry. So, so yep. we're it's yep. it's at Claret Games on <laughs> on, on on Facebook, Instagram, a uh, um, couple underscore Twitter? things on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, she's. T- at High Priestess 710 on a variety of different platforms, but we have a weekly show every Tuesday that she does with another associate of ours, Michael Gramling, called Cleric Talk. Okay. Where, like this last week, they spoke about OrcaCon, mm-hmm. and going forward in the future, we're going to get some of the con people to come on the show and talk about it. Um, we use it as a dissemination point for a lot of what we're doing as far as information goes. Um, and that is uh...
3: our our main focus is Adventures League, so we do focus very much so on that. Mm. Um, we also talk a lot about whatever else might be going in Dungeons Dragons. We've play test other games. Also, we uh, we run one of our games that we have called Collateral Damage that uh, we've helped sponsor, mm. uh, and so we run those on there. We run Adventure League games on our on our Twitch channel, but cleric talk is our focus of just reaching out to the community, having people ask us questions that maybe they're just, they don't find the time that when they're at the convention to ask or Mm -hmm. they forget. Um, And trying to get people that maybe never played, like how, like, this is how you would start your character sheet. And Mm -hmm. so it's just a big source of information when we do Cleric Talk. And it's also pretty silly. We also like to talk about, just random pop culture of what's going on in nerd pop culture, you know? Let's
4: be honest. <laughs> the focus has been on Dungeons Dragons and Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Baby Yoda. So, oh, he's like, yeah. But we have our Eberron Epic that is starting here soon. Okay, yeah. Yep, so, you guys
0: got to do that. Yeah, we've uh, got we
4: have a duty. We, uh, we,
3: we, we walked away on purpose because we didn't yeah. want to hear the DM we, meeting. We booked, we we
4: booked so that's... many people, and the, uh, the demand was so great that we had, like, two or three people that stepped up at the last minute, were cool. handed copies of the module, or now running it so, to make sure. Because one of the main things is just mm-hmm. never want to turn people away.
0: Well, before you go, if you could get contact your contact info.
4: Um, so play at at Cleric Games on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitch channel is Claret Games as well. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming. This thanks is great. Thanks for talking yeah. to us, guys.
0: All right. Take care. Thank you. You too.
1: So great talking to the D&D the, the, the Adventures League. I thought I, so, too. I, really? Yeah. You were so... A dynamic did
2: I dominate did I step you, you, on anyone's
1: uh, of you maybe talked a little bit too much during the interview I feel bad um, retroactively yeah because like, like, since, retro- since, since you hadn't ever played the, the Adventures League no I never did I, I imagine that's why you have so and many actually, questions
2: I didn't know that's what it was Yeah. I thought it was something kind of completely different so yeah. I didn't know that it was the character that can go from you know, oh, anywhere yeah. in the world and play that character totally cool
1: so, but true. you learned clearly you I did listen. I
2: learned I learned some things
1: yes that's great Sorry. I, I, I really enjoyed watching it. There wasn't really room for me to be in the interview.
2: Did all that clicking just come through? That dog? Was Did there a clicking? The dog? Did you
1: hear the dog? Um, you ear, heard the dog. You're ear, ear, ear
2: blind to it.
1: Yes, I'm ear blind yeah. to Dexter's nails on my hardwoods. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dexter. If you heard the clicking, he's uh, one of the best dogs ever.
2: Yes,
1: he is. He really is. Um, and Briscoe is also Briscoe the is also in a... <laughs> He's a wonderful, cute dog. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but yes. that's that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> oh, if you get a chance to play at the Indie Adventures League, sign up. Go do it. It is really fun. Did you do that? We, I did it with, you um... Interview. Did I did that? it at Dragonflight, <clears throat> and it was... So you
2: have a character out there, somewhere. I
1: do. I have a number for it. I don't remember what it was. It's
2: like signing up for PayPal, and then you use it forever, and then you... Exactly,
1: want and, yeah. Uh, I think I'm still... Uh, because usually at conventions, I'm busy. i either running a convention, or... Um, a podcasting at the convention.
2: Too bad you can't level up as time passes even if you don't play.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that's too bad. All
2: of a sudden, you play two years from now and you're like, yeah. oh, oh,
1: oh, hey, eight, look two. at that. I'm level 20. Um, yeah. So, we played at Dragonflight with, it was, a, the table was like a, me and eight people I went to a, a middle school and high school with. And it was great. Nice. It was Thank a little you. loud, but it was super fun. I
2: can't wrap my head around playing from people I went to middle school and high school. I can't.
1: Yeah, it was it was quick. It, it was B- Blue Samurai and Barry and Nathan. Did and you know Steve? that Still
2: Paul and Blue Samurai went to high school together? Middle school, also.
1: Um, probably.
2: And Still Paul used to beat him up. No. And that's
1: how he became no. the black
2: and blue Samurai. <laughs> that's, that's
1: not true at all. Not true. It's not true. <laughs> blue Samurai was under my wing. Hey,
2: we need to uh, refresh well, we, our beer announcement. We moment. do.
1: Let's talk about that before we talk about substrate because it's our favorite thing. Oh yes. Uh, so I s-
2: switched it up here. We have Pike Brewing Company King of Cascadia Porter says Long Live the Kings. It's fine.
1: It's okay. It's fine. I have bourbon and tonic. That's is probably pretty good. Really good. It's one of my favorites. If you've never put tonic in bourbon, do it. And it happens, it's nice.
2: Do people normally do that? I just learned about I just, learned about, I just
1: learned about it like nine months ago. And it's, it's really good. Mix
2: whatever you darn well please. Yeah,
1: it's really good. It's, it's, it's refreshing.
2: I was going to say damn well please. Is that considered a cuss word? And would that be edited out?
1: No, that's going to be fine. I don't edit anything out. Okay. And I don't know what Hobbes is going to do. Gosh Bucket darn. It. As- Ooh, he <laughs> <You> might take care of that. At any rate, let's talk about Slip okay. Strike.
2: Oh my gosh, that wonderful, wonderful, perfect game.
1: It is so much that fun. That I can't
2: wait to own. Thank you for... Um, buying
1: me one in advance. Yes, yes. Apparently I'm buying one for Rebeculous. Um, Slip Strike is going to be on... It's, it's by um, Junk Spirit Games and David, David Gerard. It's going to hit Kickstarter on February 10th. It's probably going to be a month. I don't know because it's not up yet. Uh, but really... I've drooled over this game It's before. a fast-paced yeah. game where Excellent. you're a time-traveling secret agent. Yep. And your job is to knock out the other secret agent. And the the, the Teleport- car, it's, it's, it's super fast, and it's super aggressive
2: teleportation yes. and weapons, and like, you make strategies. It takes
1: like of five that. to ten minutes to play. You
2: can bring it to a bar. It's very yeah, it's,
1: yeah it's very it's small, compact. Uh, compact compact. Yes, that's the word. And uh, super fast, super fun. It's super easy to learn. The cards tell you what to do. And
2: he has some different. Uh, what do they call them different skins, different versions, different. Things.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're the, I think they're the same thing. Yes, they're the same different, thing. Different colored yes. versions.
2: I was trying to use a like appropriate
1: word. But well, one's blue, one's orange. I was
2: going to say version. Well, yeah. there's different looking weapons.
1: And oh, uh, that's it's right. Not just and it is, it's, like it's slightly different. Different theme. locations, Yes. Theme. And theme. the art is the art is fantastic. I love that yes. um, early sixties spy archerish.
2: Yes, kind of. very.
1: Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, so ridiculous. Kickstarter, February 10th. Um, there may be a thing on the screen here if you're watching. Um, but, and if just, you get it soon it.
2: enough, after February 10th, then you could take it with your uh, wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever out to the nice restaurant with cloth napkins that you will take them to on Valentine's we'll Day. And this. then bust out the card game right there.
1: Okay, Speculus maybe has never Kickstarted a game No um, What happens is You give them the money Way after
2: Valentine's Day You give them
1: the money Okay And then they make the game Usually in China
2: Well let's just say
1: <laughs> and Then they ship it
2: Alright Well it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day Maybe next Day. Valentine's it's Day just...
1: Maybe Labor Day is best for Or the any market.
2: time Or any time Any
1: holiday that suits your heart. But Slipstrike is great. We played it at Archacon. We did. Fantastic. Kick Polly's ass. Yeah um No, no I didn't. That's, that's not what I happened. <laughs> <laughs> but get it? Is there anything else that's going on here? Uh, we've already covered oh. like uh, that the Mandalorian. We got Wandavision coming up on Disney Plus. Ah
2: Wandavision. Hmm and um Can you watch and the Bean,
1: what's the one um Bean. <laughs> the other one okay. with um um uh, the Winter Soldier.
2: Oh, Bucky. Oh, I forgot. Bucky in huh. the name? <laughs> That's probably what it's called. That Bucky seems like beam. something Marvel would do.
1: 10 speed and Bram Gym, Is that what
2: it is? <laughs> if you know that you reference, email us please. at
1: geeksofcascadia <laughs> at gmail.com or tweet us at Cascadia at or follow us on Facebook on the Geeks of Cascadia. One of them
2: became way more famous and popped into the Marvel. Universe. He did. Yeah, was it ten speed? Hmm. Was it ten speed? Or was it brown
1: shoe? Was it brown shoe? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he has his own show on Disney Plus know, as well.
3: You should watch his yet. show.
1: The first one's about <laughs> basketball shoes. <laughs> anyway, that's maybe enough nerdy things. There's never enough nerdy. Things. Never enough nerdy things.
2: Blue Samurai, if you're listening to this.
1: Which we you are, because your you're going to edit it.
2: <laughs> we miss you. We miss you. Sorry about that earlier offensive word.
1: And then that's all of the lead into this section of the podcast that you have to chop off.
2: No, no, keep it. <laughs>
1: keep <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> so, um, oh, so, you got to say the thing. We have to say the thing. And I'll say thing. the first part. You say the second part. Yes. So hey, everybody, embrace the nerd.
2: And we hope you make that saving throw.
0: Featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.